Now broadcasting live on Ustream or direct to your portable device. From Martin Road Studios, BaggedAndBoard.com presents the Bagged and Boardcast. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. Drink my beer, it's good. It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh, what? Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is crazy. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another new episode, or maybe an old one. I mean, that's my new thing now. Where, where I a, do that so you don't have to. It's yes, new. Yeah, I was just going to say, you haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, I know. I was about to jump on the same thing. a long thing. time. Uh, episode of the Bag Morecast, it's episode 199. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of books that we are looking forward to coming out January 15th. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week, it is our trade and policy. We're looking at Suburban Glamour from writer-artist Jamie McKelvey, and this is from Image Comics. From Image, Image say. Comics. I Image. couldn't remember who published it, but it's an image book. So we're going to talk about that. And what else do we do when we talk about anything, really? We drink beer it's and step all over Paul. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it? And step all over Paul because you were about to say something, and John's like, okay. "We drink beer." That's fine. I thought you left it open for one of us to say beer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I think we both went there. We both dove for the chance. I know that he already mentioned the week in geek, so I knew I didn't have to step over that. I wait patiently for him to finish, and then I'm like, "The list," and then he pounces. Uh, but we are drinking one of my favorite barley wines, and this is in year old aged. Serial Killer Barley Wine from Arcadia Ales. And uh, Arcadia is out of Michigan, and this is a 10% beer. And uh, it, Well, it was a 10% beer. We don't know what it's at now yeah. because it's been sitting there aging. It's been aging. Um, still good. Not as sweet as it is originally out of a fresh bottle. It's thinned out a little bit. It's still good. A little bit. I don't think it's... It's kind of got like a coppery on the side of yeah. your tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, definitely not the beer it was, but still a drinkable barley wine. Yeah, very drinkable. And uh, we have three barley wines on the table, and they're all aged. Uh, Chris's, is the one that he brought, is the oldest with a 2011 reserve from his favorite I'm very much looking sale. forward to this. I'm hoping it's not terrible. And if it was, hey, it was like... Five bucks. I believe we had it last year for Barley Wine Month. I think we did. And I think we all liked it. I mean, it was all, it was all in our at least top fives, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It was really good because it was also a budget. Yeah. One. It's yeah. Like a five dollar. It, yeah. it was the thing that either you went with, like I think I put Old Crustacean on there because I, I really like the taste, but it's an expensive one at a twenty dollar bottle. Where you had another really good tasting barley wine for four ninety nine, yeah. And if you want a good starter barley wine too, yeah, five bucks like you're not out a lot of a lot of skrill. You 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 are not out What's the that? skrill. What's skrill? I don't. It's another word for money. Have you never heard that one before? No, John, I, I, know, you... I know. I have. Okay, I know I'm not licks. making it up. I played it. I played it real white, like I didn't know, but I did okay. know. 
So, so is it really Cosby related over here? Is really Skrillex? out of it? No, no, no. Predates Skrillex, Sonny Moore, and his Skrillex persona. I know, I know, Dimp. I know That's a lot Cheddar. of Dimp. I know the cream. Yeah, a lot of dimp. You know that because, because we used guys. to say it all the time, yeah. and that's a, like obscure reference from Super Troopers. Oh, well, we say that a lot. <laughs> I still, every once in a while, when I see a price on something, that's a lot of dimp. Well, do we have a lot of news dimp this week? Well, CES was this week, and that's the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, so if you were planning on going to Las Vegas this week, it was going to be pricey. Ooh. Because, hmm. you know, it's a big convention. Uh, and Valve announced and showed off 13 different Steam machines, all ranging for a price from $499 up to, like, over, well over $1,000 for a Yeesh. Steam machine. Wow. Because they're full-on computers, and they have full-on computer makers building these machines, like, uh, if you want, like, uh, Falcon Northwest, uh, I Buy Power, uh, Alienware, which is known for being a pricey whatever, you know. Like the custom gaming. Custom gaming, you know, North, Falcon Northwest is really good too. Alienware I, is owned by Dell now, so there's a lot of, like, a lot of people are like, well, a lot of people smuggling good. drugs in it. <laughs> what? The dude you're getting a Dell guy was arrested oh, yeah. for marijuana possession. That was, a dated reference, everybody. I'm extremely sorry about Steve that. Steve from Dell's? Wow. <laughs> Showing how old you are. Gigabyte, which is the... Uh, they make motherboards. Uh, that's how I know them. Yeah, so you can buy a full-on, like, basically PC, and some of the lower-end models will be like basically let you stream your games from your PC to your television. But they all come bundled with that uh, super cool handheld um, Steam controller. The Steam controller does look cool. But people are still getting used to it from the reviews I've read. Like, it's kind of hard to tell where your thumb is in the pad. It, it, it takes time, though, yeah. with any new any, system. Anything. I mean, when I made the jump to Xbox from playing PS2, like it was weird because the controller was so much bulkier and heavier. And mm-hmm. had, like, the analog sticks were off. But now I love that controller. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about all those. You gonna get one? Uh, down the road? Maybe down the road. I'll, I'll just have to figure that out. Because it's like... But Paul, think of all the Steam games that you own right now. 70. <laughs> um, oh god, I was gonna post an article to your Facebook, I completely forgot, but there was an article I read on is either Joystick or Kotaku, I can't remember now, but it was about how the Steam sale is changing the way people buy and play games. Because mm-hmm. they had a survey, like, how many games did you buy? How many of them have you played? Mm-hmm. Like, how often do you actually play the games? And a lot of people suffer from the Paul Syndrome, <laughs> where they just buy the games, and then they're like, well, I only spent $5 on it, so I'll, if I play it eventually, I get my money's worth. Yeah. It, it's a Netflixification of but video it, games. It was something like 20% of people actually played all the games that they bought. But let's look at the Netflix li- MyQ library, right? Like, no, that was the worst thing ever. It's I have like 200 things on my <coughs> Netflix queue, but what do I watch mo- most often? Reruns of shows that I've watched yeah, it's all, and over and over again. That's honestly why I got rid of my Netflix. Like, 
I was paying eight bucks a month mm-hmm. to rewatch the same shows I have continued to watch year after year after year. Yeah. Like, I love Lost. I don't need to watch re-watch it, for the it fifth again. Time? Like, we were going back and rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Like, yeah. we got up to season four. I own those on DVD. <laughs> yes. Like, well, we were watching them on oh, DVD, right. we, yeah. but we switched over because it was easier because we didn't have to change DVDs. Yes. Yeah. Because you'd watch like two episodes and be like, oh, let's watch the other one. And then, like, oh, I gotta change the DVD. I did the same thing yeah, with even you, so, like, West Wing. <laughs> I rewatched Scrubs on there three mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Like, I, they are adding a lot more stuff. Like, I found myself, aside from just reading. You put that on your queue and then you rewatch what you watched before. No, but I've been watching a lot of, uh, even this week I've watched like three new things and mm-hmm. finished wa- rewatching Parks and Rec. But I didn't watch that last season. Season five, but, but you went and you rewatched all of it. Well, that's because did you rewatch all of it? That's Answer because the question. season one and two that's are not full seasons. Hey. Yes. Hey, Carthy's if you're gonna play, play here. if you're gonna play Mass Effect, <laughs> you gotta play one and then two and then you can play three. I understand, John. Well, my feeling was if I'm gonna rewatch it, I want to rewatch those first episodes that made me fall in love with the show. Mm-hmm. Meaning season two because season one is pretty damn season- awful. Season one's not that not bad. A few episodes. It's only like nine you, episodes. Yeah, you can see what it grows into easily. Like it's not a big jump to make to what you get in season two. But what I'm saying is, yeah, I spend five bucks. That is still half the prices of month of Netflix. Yeah. And if I add it, so it basically gets added to my Steam queue, and I might go and play it, or I might not. Dude, I got Tomb Raider for what twelve, nineteen dollars. I'm. That was well worth the purchase. And then humble bu- humble bundles? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. But you spent a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, eventually it adds up, but eventually <laughs> a subscription, an $8.99 subscription adds up. It does. a year, two years, three years. It really does. So, yeah. It change, changes how I play video games because I'm like, ooh, should I go down in the basement and play my Batman game? Or should I play it up here? Because I bought it in a humble bundle. Play it up here. Now, if you got if you got one of the steam machines, mm-hmm. would you put it in the basement, or would you just? I have a plasma TV up here, so I'm always afraid of putting any kind of gaming machine on a pla- on the plasma TV because of you know burn in risk, and also mm-hmm. because of the uh, input lag that plasmas suffer from, and then having to switch it to game mode and all that jazz on the plasma. I probably just. Put in the basement where I have a nice where, 32 inch TV down there. Yeah, it's, you know it's a it's a uh, LED TV. Would you be better? LCD, LCD. Would you be better off moving that TV into your office here, and then co- connecting that up to your PC and playing your games on that? I got a nice 20 inch. <laughs> yeah, but but you have a TV monitor. that's in the basement that's getting no use. During the winter, because it's cold. During the summer, that's where Kate and I will, when it's really warm up here, we'll go down and watch the TV down there. Mm. And also, when we fix the fireplace, it's probably going to become more of a thing. We haven't. When were you going to get this bearskin rug? <laughs> and you know you have to move all those glittery candle things yeah. from down there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we weren't using our dining room forever, but that doesn't mean I was going to block it off and, like, seal it up. 
But no, but you, I got a you did have an room. air hockey table in there for <laughs> I did a year. Yes. And I played air hockey in there. So is it a slow news week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a good news week, except I'm being like cross-examined here. The steam machines look cool. Some of them. Some of them look like just horrible PC towers, and I'm like, who would put that in their living room? Other ones look kind of sleek and cool. Like, the Alienware actually does look pretty cool, but I think that's one of the screen machines. That's what I want in my video game machine. But Sleek and cool. Sleek and cool. You want something that doesn't look like it's going to be bigger than your Daddy DVD cool. player or your Blu-ray player. Yeah. You don't want a huge old box. Not unless the box gives you blowjobs. I buy power has a nice one. Scan has a nice one. doesn't even phase them. No. Oh, just keeps plowing through. He keeps clicking on things and mildly talking. Yeah. No one's listening. No, nobody's listening. Guys, go ahead. What What's your big news? I don't have big news. I don't really have any news. Tablets were showing off. Nothing big. Nothing uh, earth-shattering with at CES about tablets for us comic book readers. You know, it's Samsung will come out with a pre, what their next line of their uh, Galaxy Tab and. Galaxy Note will be called the Galaxy Tab Pro and Galaxy Note Pro. Uh, you're getting a little bit bigger screens. Instead of an 8-inch, it's going to be an 8.4-inch. So, you know, so there's that. A little bit bigger. A little, a little bit, bit bigger. A little bit bigger. So the rumor mill in the movie area, I, I forgot about this, but we had such a big conversation yeah. before the show to throw this out there. Uh, the actor who originally was said to be playing a villain in um Superman Batman um has finally come out and say that he's not going to be in it. He was one of the bad he was one of the guys from um uh Game of Thrones. Um he's been says that he's not going to be doing it, which now makes everyone say that those meetings that The Rock was taking over at DC, he might be the villain for Superman, Batman. And we were saying Bizarro? Chris was saying Bizarro. You were saying, and I, I threw it out there, like he would be perfect size for a new god. Yeah. I, I don't see him as uh, dark side, but any of those kind of big guys, even, uh, what is it, Steppenwolf? Yeah. He could be a cool kind of Steppenwolf character. You said, Mongol. Uh, well, I said like, Mongrel. Yeah, you brought that up. I said Calabac, but Calabac's hunched over, and I think you kind of lose that uh, charisma that you get from The Rock that you kind of want yeah. if you're hiring The Rock to be it. That's why I thought, like, Steppenwolf would be cool. Mm-hmm. Bizarro. See, Bizarro's got that, like, he's funny, but he doesn't have, like, a personality. Like, I don't know, like... I don't, I don't need The Rock to be funny in a movie. I, I appreciate it, but mm-hmm. give me just The Rock as the big dude effing up metropolis is s yeah but what i've enjoyed about these superhero movies is when they're able to give me a charismatic villain somebody that you kind of like all right they're actually going toe to they're not just there to be beaten they're there to challenge the hero well we had that with zod yeah you know you're gonna have that more with luther like Mm -hmm. yeah the earth one volume two it was parasite that's not someone that's you know, that charismatic, that's just a powerhouse mm-hmm. that Superman has to stop. And I'm, I know that's kind of like a weird kind of jump to make, but mm-hmm. 
very similar. Like, it's a young Superman just starting out. Like, give me that. Give me someone Superman can just keep punching, and mm-hmm. they don't care. Yeah, I guess. Bizarro does fit if we're introducing. We haven't like, gotten a Bizarro yet. Lex Luthor. Well, you kind of got you kind of got Bizarro when Superman and what was it like Superman three where they split and. It was Christopher Reeve, and he kind of like white in his hair. I don't his remember suit, anything about his that suit movie. was a different. They it was a darker blue, a, a, doc, a junkyard, a, a darker blue, a darker red. Like he's the one that was like getting shots in the bar. He was super like miserable looking. Like that was your. He's that was le- he's straight in the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> but he was that was that was Bizarro, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Just a different take, you know. Instead of the yeah. instead of the so. I stand by my previous statement. We, we got haven't a, gotten a Bizarro. We got a Bizarro in Smallville. Mm, I don't know about that. There were a couple episodes. But I could see the rock is... I, I don't know where we cut off, and we took a short <laughs> pause to uh, pour some beer. But I could see the rock as Brainiac, because we were looking up Bizarro. That's why we took the pause. Anyways, if, if we go down to Jeff Such Jones. a liar, Paul. <laughs> Jeff Jones. I received a phone call. That's all you have to say. That doesn't matter. But I thought you were looking <laughs> Why up. Why do you have to lie to the listeners? Because that's what I do. <laughs> it's all magic. It's all magic behind this keyboard. What's great is Paul's like going to edit all this out so he doesn't come out a liar on the show. No, it's, it's staying in. Unless he doesn't. <laughs> you'll have to listen to find out, listeners. <laughs> listeners, you'll know. Be, if, if Chris and I stay here and watch him upload it, then this will be there. If it isn't... I don't know. I, I'm hungry. <laughs> those bacon ranch and the buffalo chicken ranch McChickens dollars are totally worth that dollar <laughs> they are they are worth the dollar why why was i eating just regular mcchickens oh, I looked down the menu you, a little you're bit an more. idiot but uh yes back I'm to not a brainiac <laughs> back to brainiac <laughs> brainiac from secret origins the jeff johns and the, the, i'm forgetting the artist that Gary Frank. Gary Frank. The big his the big act. huge one yeah. with the tentacles coming out of his mm-hmm. back and everything. Yeah, like that I could see him like that. But at, at the same point, you don't need a guy in the suit, you know? Like look James Spader is gonna be Ultron in The Voice of Ultron, yeah. You know, but he's also doing the motion caption stuff for it too. Oh. But yeah, so you don't really need big you know, the big guy, because it's all, that can all be done by a computer. Well, Vin Diesel's root. Yeah. Yeah, but he, that's because he's got the voice. <laughs> it's not because of his physique or anything. Well, he is an iron giant. But he's not a tree. No, he's not a tree. <laughs> so there, there's that strike against him. Tree! He is no tree! He's group. He's group. <laughs> Um, but no, I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. You don't know, we don't know what's going but on. But we can understand. But well, how do they tie Batman into any of those? Bizarre, I can understand. Lex Luthor is building a weapon against Superman. Superman is out to find the, the, uh, lone gun. He's called in by the government to find this vigilante Batman who's wanted, you know, from, Killing of Harvey Dent if they're tying it back into the old I, stuff. I don't think they are, yeah. and I think from what I, from what one of the writers had said, uh, you know, Batman. Yes, he's in it, but he's more, kind of, more in the background kind of stuff. And the same thing with like Wonder Woman is she's going to be, you know, very small, really not a lot to do with it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of more folding in these characters into this world that they're now creating. All right, because then Bruce Wayne is kind of like. 
looking at what LexCorp is doing and being like, well, there's some shady business going on with them rebuilding Metropolis and all of a sudden they're getting out getting us for all these defense contracts or something, you know, and he's investigating what they're doing and they, he figures out it's this. I see it this more as weapon. Batman seeing Luther do this than mm-hmm. like Bruce Wayne being like, hey, LexCorp keeps beating us out on our, our things. I think it's more him well, taking note and showing up saying, oh, hey, Lex, I haven't seen you in a while mm-hmm. to get in there to see. Well, if, what we he were keep, doing. if you're keeping Batman on the DL in the movie, then you have Bruce Wayne doing well, all no, that. Well, the stuff. whole Batman more keep Bruce Wayne on the DL. It's yeah. it's the whole. Remember, it's like, both of them. It's a Superman movie, and these guys, Batman is going to be appearing in it. That's what they're saying. You had something, Chris? I did. I don't remember it now. Too much McDonald's running through your brain <laughs> right now. I really fucking love those McChickens. I had a salad for lunch today, mm-hmm. so I'm still hungry. I had a ribeye roast. The other thing we were talking about before the show was what's in the pod? What's in the, the yeah. secondary pod of in Man of Steel? Secondary never, pod, which I didn't I, notice, but you know. Eagle Eye viewers going back, rewatching the movie, or catching it on the DVD have seen that there's another pod. I have the Blu-ray of Man of Steel. I haven't opened it up to watch it. And initial rumors were, oh, that's how they're going to introduce Supergirl. And now there's the rumors that, no, that's how they're going to introduce Wonder Woman. She's going to be a lower-powered, they say a lower-powered Kryptonian is one of those rumors out there. And the other rumor I heard is she's going to be the Amazon princess, but a lower-powered version of that as well. It's not going to be the... The Wonder Woman that's flying and have the speed of Mercury and all that stuff, but I mean, again, just all, oh, all special rumors. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's all some guy typing something out, putting it out on the internet, and then everyone just speculating. Oh, we need to start more rumors. We've yeah. really been dropping the we, ball, guys. You know, our rumors are bad because it just like you know, it's like Paul and his big box of dildos. You yeah. know, like it doesn't go beyond this room, and it's. They don't go beyond making you and me laugh. You mean the yeah. box I'm looking at right there? <laughs> uh, that is where he keeps it. He does. See, you think it's a, a footrest to go so with the I'm red chair. So I'm hoping Paul remembers to edit this out so much that he forgets. <laughs> <laughs> Not editing anything out. This is one of these episodes it's, it's where nice it's been off the rails since rest. we've been. Vibrate. It vibrates. There's been nothing good. I say we just stop with the Weekend Geek and... Cleanse our palates. Yes. How will we do that? How do will we forget, make ourselves forget this whole start 20 minutes of this show ever happened? God, this has only been 20 minutes. Fuck. Well, let's go down to the beer cellar and get ourselves an old board head barley wine ale. This is the 2011 Reserve from Full Sail Brewing Company. But I already lied to the listeners saying that we stopped so we pour, could pour this. Well, just yeah, you just said you lied. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's going to remember to edit out. Um... <laughs> This was one of my favorite barley barley wines when we did Barley Wine Month. It retails for five bucks a bottle. You can't beat that. It was a decent barley wine, but it had the price going for it. It's like half the price of every other bottle we bought. Yeah. What's not to love about that? Um, not something that I would probably wind up aging anymore. Nope. No. It's already two years old. It's it's mm-hmm. two years old. It's really lost something. It's Going almost, on three, because it is 2014 now, I guess. 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. I was looking for a bottle. But the, yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. They, it might have been. Late. They they put this out in twelve. Oh, December. Yeah, I think you know they re, yeah, they put it out in at. Oh, they at, aged it in. in they they aged it on site and gave it out in two thousand twelve. It's because the one we had last year, I I really which liked. was this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's very. It's got a, like a hoppy kind of finish it's to it. Kind of like weedy too. Like when you take that first yeah. sip, it's almost like it, a wheat beer. It's a little, it's a little watery, but it's got like a hoppy kind of finish. It's not a bad beer. No, no, it's not. It's what you want out of a barley wine. It still has like you have to go big sip to get that yeah. barley wine, that kind of sweetness. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I, I put it at a three because <clears throat> it's still worth that five bucks a bottle. Yeah, yeah uh, to it's steal. just not what. I liked before. Steal a phrase from a video game I like to play. It's like watered down marinara. Weak sauce. You know, it's just. Is that from Mass Effect? I don't know what other games you play, Paul. <laughs> it's from, uh, Poker Night at the Inventory. Oh. Claptrap says it. Oh. From Borderlands. Yeah, we knew what you meant when you said Claptrap. You play Poker. Claptrap clap is a character I know from a game that I play. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Purd. <laughs> and that is the story for that story. <laughs> um, for for five bucks, I for, just remembered a part in like the last episode where he's standing there. And he's like, and I just remembered I'm not holding my microphone. <laughs> I love Hurt Happily. Is it is great. Uh, but for five bucks for the the year bottle and for a two year old bottle, it's not bad. No. I mean, even drinking this now, it is, it's drinkable. If you have it in your basement though, guys. Don't, don't, don't have wait. it in your basement. Don't, don't, yeah, don't wait any longer. I would not have aged this anymore. It is, it's time Which to makes drink me it. think those, uh, those other full sales you have down there, we should probably crack open at one there, point. It, what else do we have? We have like the malt liquor you ones. You got the malt liquor ones. Uh, one of these uh, maybe, days. Maybe Saturday. One yeah. Of, yeah, one of these days when we're actually getting the, uh, Video studio up and running. We'll just do a whole gotta, clean out of the basement. We do need, yeah, we do need to get through, yeah, go through that stuff. Those. And we gotta, you know, get the studio backdrop. And we also quote unquote, ton. gotta do a dramatic reading. We don't do that yet. We haven't even done the, the list. We can do it whenever oh, we want. There's man. no set time for dramatic readings. Uh, so John. There is a set time because we do it before our main topic. We've always done it before our main topic. Well, I don't remember setting that as the official. Uh, we set that as we did it every time since we started it. Well, fine. We'll do it after the Yeah, list. we will. Because you're wrong. Off the rails. Can't 199. <laughs> Get working out those kicks for 200. Right, guys? Yep. Let's go. We've only done 190, 198 of these before. Countless not episodes. <laughs> and bagged and board bites, which we have to do again because it's been. Yes. That's why I'm talking like about getting together and finishing yeah. the backdrop and Let's getting things do done. This. All right. The list. The list. The books we're looking forward to most coming out January 15th. John, my, you normally introduce this segment. My, my phone is still loading, so give me a. Oh, oh, oh. No, I can do it. Nope, it all went away. <laughs> Chris, uh, there's only hi. one book that you're going to be looking forward to as much as this, and this might be the most anticipated book of this year for you. Oh. I don't know. I broke his, <laughs> you just I, broke I just his broke pencil. His pen. uh, <laughs> I tried to get it back on the rails, listeners. I tried. <laughs> it is. This thingy came apart. 
But thank that, you, that, that is the story of that. Um, it's a book that we're probably going to be reading for our look back for we, January. We will be. Cause uh, this is, I probably will be buying this on my own as as well. This is one I will definitely be buying. This is from Marvel Comics. This is Disney Kingdom Seekers of the Weird number one. This is a new miniseries and the first actual Disney comic we're getting from Marvel. We've had the Disney, like, Mickey Mouse and Friends, Disney Princess Magazine. Those are published by Marvel, but this is a Marvel comic. All purchased by Chris. I have... (laughs) If you've listened to this show for the past two months, you know I haven't bought comic books. (laughs) Except for last week when I talked about I bought comic books. (laughs) Um, But this is what I will be buying, guys. Um... This is based off of the original proposal by Imagineer Rolly Crump for what became the Haunted Mansion, where it was going to be a walkthrough att- attraction, which was a museum of the weird, where you'd be able to, like, you'd walk in, and they would have different exhibits there. And what this is, it's the like story the of... the Mutter's Museum of Medical Oddities? Pretty much, except it'd be a lot more fantastical. Uh... Because they have a Disney. whole I know, they have like, of, uh, the first they have gigantic twins. tumors and like huge penises. Uh, I know. And Paul. a wall of skulls. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Just think Haunted Mansion and then like, oh, it was going to be more of that kind of like creepy fun route. Not oh. just like creepy, here's Siamese <laughs> twins. Here's a wall full of skulls. You're next. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's creepy because it's true, but not. It's creepy because it's just fun and creepy. I guess is what you're going with, yes. huh? Okay. It's, this is meant to be fun and creepy, <laughs> like the haunted mansion. Uh, but what this, what this is, is uh, two teens have had their parents kidnapped, and they're on a thrilling race through the world's most strange and dangerous museum as they unite with their mysterious and swashbuckling, swashbuckling uncle to save their family from a secret society. It's just sounds. Fun. It sounds fun, and the fact that they're using oh, the the Rolly Crump like plans from the original Disneyland attraction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's is just really cool all around. Sounds like a lot of fun. Like it, this is one of those books. If you're a Disney geek, like you hear Rolly Crump's name, you're like, oh, awesome! Like he's one of those. He's the Imagineer up there, like Tony Baxter, Mark Davis. Like you take note of that name. You put it in a fun comic book, though, even better. And this is one of those books that I'm really looking forward to now that I'm not going to have, like, the fun of Young Avengers to go back to after this month. That was me mentioning Young Avengers again. Yeah. Those, yeah because it came to an end, home. right? We, one more issue, 16. Oh, uh, okay. Well, issue 16 is actually where they're wrapping up the Fantastic Four again. Uh, this, oh, is you that know, your pick? Yeah. Uh, Mark Bagley, written, or drawn, um, Matt Fraction, written series and this is F still gonna go on i don't i think both of them this is yeah i think both of them are getting wrapped up because why the new one go go ahead i've I've been picking up you know ff when i was picking up comic books um the whole thing about doom getting combined with ultra you know uh with all the other villains and becoming the kang you know it was kang uh, Annihilus and Doom, and he like gained all their powers, so he became the Annihilating Conqueror. Doom, the Annihilating Conqueror. That's so kind of cool. That's kind of kind of cool. That apparent storyline is apparently wrapping up in this issue of Fantastic Four number sixteen. 
and not maybe not so much in FF. I'm very confused. Solicitations are weird. Uh, I'm picking this one up because I really enjoyed that kind of sideline that's been going on in FF with the kids. So, and then I'll probably but pick not up. Say, X Factor number one. No, that came out last week. Did you buy it? No. I really yeah. think we up is down. You need to buy it because we need to review it for. Okay, well then I'll pick it up and then we'll. Do you know back. you want to. What's it's really funny? There's a preview. Like Paul's need... trying not to stay off heroin, and we're just like, no, no, you need to take that last no, Paul, hit. You're more fun with heroin. <laughs> you need well, to take that last hit. Don't you love the black tar? Don't you love when we rag on you for buying that book? It's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's and Peter it makes, and it makes it you, it, good, it makes right? it so you have to buy number one. <laughs> uh, I read the first three, you know, preview pages and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think this, the art style is kind of fun. For, uh, page four though, it's really where it's going to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to turn around guys. You just got to get through page five. Every, everything is done from before. So this is where we're going to turn around. Where we're turning around, it's the Madrox series all over again. John, what book's gonna turn it around for you? Well, it's another number one from. (laughs) It's another number one from Image, and this is called. Ooh, he's chugging that barley wine. This is called Egos, and this is by Stuart Moore and Gus Storms doing the art. And this is a story of a retired aging superhero who's trying to form his team back together because his arch nemesis, who we thought he vanquished, has come back. And old kettle hand coming out of retirement, getting the band back together for one more. Uh, what is it called? Kettle drive. Yes. Sounds like something Paul would like. Yeah. Uh, but one of the biggest problems is... Old Ranch Hand. <clears throat> old Ranch Hand. Coming out of retirement for one last kettle drive. One of the biggest problems is he, to do this would be breaking the promise to his wife and former member of his team. Mm. Uh, art looks really good by Gus Storms. Was he um, on a mission from God? He is not. Well, not that I know of. Because that would be good, getting the band back together on a mission from God. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Are they going to Chicago? But uh, I, I I do enjoy checking out these number ones. Sometimes they get me, sometimes they don't. I've been making you guys read them for the last two months, so you guys better bring some other stuff to the table, or you're number one. You're gonna be reading this one as well. Somebody get my Galaxy Tab. (laughs) Somebody just get me a Tab Cola. Why would you do that? Sugar free. Because I need to rinse. Before I try the old howling bastard. Yeah. Or a dramatic. <laughs> or a dramatic. <laughs> Can I do it now, John? Yes. Okay. After the beer taste. And now, a dramatic reading, because we don't listen to John saying after we do the beer review. <laughs> From Expector number one, page three, panel two. He's giving it to you, Chris. Oh, it's mine? Yeah. Page one, panel two? Yes. Okay, I was not prepared. You did the whole. He shut off. The owner turned it off once I arrived. Why are the lasers still on? Uh, Paul, don't you want to read more of this? This is your up your alley in bookwise. It, it doesn't have any of the characters from X Factor that I that I would want to read. 
But he's, hey, he's, he's going to ruin other characters that people like. <laughs> yeah. You love ruining this, Paul. <laughs> it all starts with Gambit breaking in. And, yeah. That Gambit series was really good, and it started with him breaking in. This isn't as good as that. <clears throat> it was by Peter David. But what might be better a year later is... Old Howling Bastard from a favorite of Chris and mine, uh, Blue Point Brewery. This is their barley wine, year old, 10%. Can I get a quick, uh, how was it now? It was zoomed out a little bit because it was the preview pages, so it okay. wasn't like, the full page. But how was it reading on the Galaxy uh, tab? Not terrible. Yeah. An eight-inch screen, I think, is about where I want to be. That's, uh, that's probably going to be the tablet that I buy. Yeah. No, I was between this and the actual Nexus, Google yeah. Nexus 7. Oh, that was fine. You know, yeah, it looked good. We looked at it last time. Yeah. yeah I'm we were looking at real pages. Right. And I, 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 I've been enjoying what I, I, because I just read, uh, Batman. Uh, Black and White? Black and White. Oh, nice. Five on it, uh, this past Wednesday. Um, it was really good. It question, was a real nice experience. A little bit behind the scenes, but I don't care if it's on record. Did anyone buy Detective Comics 27? No. Okay, I'll get that one then, because it's the 75th anniversary of Batman oh. this year, and Detective Comics 27 was where he made his first appearance. So this month, Detective Comics, since the start of the New 52, is also number 27. Oh. It's kind of like an anthology book where it's a bunch of creators telling Batman stories, and one of them is written by Scott Snyder with art by Sean Murphy. Oh, so from the it, wake. Yeah, and yeah. it's Batman in the future. Like it's year like one hundred kind of thing. So oh, that's kind of fun. All right, I'll I'll pick that one up off of Comics. Batman two thousand ninety nine. So look forward to that for our uh, January look back then. He'll do anything not to read another number one from Image. <laughs> yeah, he will. they're just not great. <laughs> I didn't even. I'll, I'll read. I'll read X Factor number <laughs> one actually too. No, don't. I'm not buying it. Three ninety nine. We still need to... <sighs> for the digital. See, that's the thing. Like I. <sighs> I kind of agree with Chris. Uh, we, they should kind of mail you a physical copy of that. Uh, I just, that's a lot. It, at least if it was two ninety nine, mm-hmm. it would be so much. It would make more sense. Yeah, because that's my biggest. That's yeah. my biggest problem because I really do like Thor: God of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Three ninety nine is really tough to buy it digitally because you can't argue that it's the print cost anymore. Yeah, yeah. You can't argue you it's drop the it to high gloss. And you can't and you can't like, say I, that it's a print cost. But we're giving you the digital copy. Mm-hmm. This is just the digital copy. I have no problems paying two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And I've just I just spent I bought the last four issues of Thor God of Thunder mm-hmm. because they weren't going down in price and I wanted to be you back know what that on means. next week. Sale on all Thor books. <laughs> you know what? They screwed me because they've done the sale on Thor twice, and it's only been the first five issues. And I was like, I've already read those. I own them. So, and then like the trade, the trade for uh, God of Thunder, and it's only the trade is only the first five issues. It doesn't include six. Seventeen ninety nine. What? Yeah. <sighs> Marvel. DC Good. also does it to us. I it's not like just Marvel. Five ninety nine for black and white. But that's yeah. But that's an info. You're, it's yeah. But it's also there's so many things. There's so many. But it's not in color. <laughs> they can't argue saying that their print costs are higher because it's in color. 
No, but it's, it's still digital. it's still a book that sells, and you are getting so many creative teams on it. Like yeah. that's something that I mean. But most of their creative teams are people in house, anyways. Like now, it's no, not always, not always. But it's not like the old black and white series where it was like, nope, we went out and you mm-hmm. know, beg, borrowed, and stole these indie creators to come and do these things. Like now, well, that's because a lot of the indie creators are yeah. In the wheelhouses now. And they were indie creators, and it's like, hey, do you want to do a Batman story? And they're like, okay, I can get a paycheck. (laughs) Do I get a page count, or how is this going now? But, I mean, an anthology book like that, I can understand paying more for. Yeah. But digitally? Paying more for? Like, that's the thing. But here's the thing. Digital should cost a dollar less than the print. I I, I do agree with that, but they also want people to actually go to the stores stores and buy issues. Because that's still where their bread bread is buttered. Yeah. I understand. This is an argument we're going to have a lot on this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it, listeners. Yeah. Get get ready for that. That's one way we've grown. You forced us to go digital. Because we don't. The only way we get paid is if we go. <laughs> <laughs> the only way we've ever been paid. Uh, thanks, listeners. We, we do love you. Uh, but getting back to the uh, Blue Points Old Howling Bastard. Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about this yet. <laughs> no, yeah. Last year, um, none of us were a fan of this beer. This year, it is drinkable. Yeah, I like this a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I That Ooh. first initial flavor, it's got a lot of sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say, like, it's when you bite into a Tootsie Pop yeah, and you get kind of that chocolatey, kind of fruity taste to it. I think, like, an orange or maybe the chocolate yeah. one, to me, like, one of those flavors. Yeah, it has a fruitiness to it in the middle palate. I really do. Uh, yeah, it's sweet and fruity. I think out of all of these, a year on the bottle has done this one justice, where the other ones dropped off. Yeah, kind of weak. While we, while we were paused, I was kind of like... I hope this one's better because the full sale one wasn't. And definitely pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Blue Point, you got to sit on this beer. Like, yeah. age this a year before you put it out on the shelves. Yeah, the, or put a warning label on it. <laughs> Not for consumption now. You, wait, you so. actually need to make it old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't just don't, don't it old, yeah. bastard. Make it old. This is craft, extremely fresh brewed. Um, yeah. So that's good. What else was good? Maybe our trade and policy, Chris? Maybe! It was a Christmas present, so I hope it was good. Go ahead. It's your book. I was, no, I, I was about to be like, are we going to talk about the beer first? Or no, 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 no. We'll go into Suburban. We came back from a pause. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what's going on. John wants to rinse his glass. Well, there's a lot of stuff to do. And right now, what we really should do is Take a pause. Main topic. Take another pause. I think we're pausing. John's leaving. Well, ah, this show. So I'm throwing off. Are we talking about the book or the beer now? Let's talk about the book a little bit. Okay. We can get into the beer. Let's enjoy the beer and then talk about the book. It's a really good beer. Um, What we have here is it's a good book. A trade and policy. This is a book. It's Suburban Glamour from Image Comics, Mm -hmm. written and drawn by Jamie McKelvey, who you've heard me talk about before. He's the artist on Young Avengers with Kieran Gillian. And I have loved that book. And he's also the co-conspirator on Phonogram with Kieran Gillian. And Paul actually bought this for me for Christmas. Yep. Thinking it was Phonogram, though. Thinking it was a Phonogram trade. Yeah. But they've had two volumes. 
and like the second one was called like the Singles Club. And by looking at this, it's very much that Jamie McKelvey style. Mm-hmm. If I just saw this, I, I think, think like, it was on Amazon listed as phonogram second volume or like volume, you know, or something like it, it listed phonogram. In if, the, if you like phonogram, you would like yeah, this book. Yeah. But that's OK, because even on, like the back cover of this is very sparse. It gives you kind of a plot synopsis and says this volume collects the four issues of the critically acclaimed miniseries from the co-creator of phonogram. But it doesn't even like get his name on the back of it, which is nope. thing the thing, but weird. But yeah, um, so this is our trading policy, because we were talking about, hey, what can we do? We could do this. And we did. Suburban glamour. Suburban glamour. What we have is the story of Astrid Johnson, who is just your typical run-of-the-mill girl at school. And then... In England. In England. Which you don't get right away. Yeah. Because they, they, they mention, like, the one woman's from New York... And you're like, and like, what are you doing in such a small town like this? And then all of a sudden they say, they start using, well, like, they've been using, because they were using, like, in it. Yeah. In it. Yeah. In it a lot. And then bullocks, bullocks and bullocking. That, yeah, but that, that stuff kind of happened after, cause it's really them kind of in school first. And then it, I noticed it at, when they were at the party that yeah. I was like, yeah. I that's think the they're like, in England. It, yeah. that doesn't really, matter to the story no, no. because they're just your typical teenagers i was just thinking man kieran gillian doesn't know how to write american kids like <laughs> he talking because he didn't but he wasn't trying to because oh, well this is jamie mckelvey too oh. who did i just say kieran gillian yeah well, it's okay you either i don't like him yeah <laughs> but i like him just fine. and that just goes to show like this is just your typical run-of-the-mill kids like just mm-hmm. going about their day-to-day lives, hanging out, worrying about that girl, going to that party. White people problems. White people problems. But then Astrid sees her childhood imaginary friends. After accidentally ingesting speed. Yes, so at a party. So at th- this point, the story could be going either way. It could, yeah, it could go yeah, anywhere. Could be, that was the thing. Like, be... I was like, is this happening or is this, yeah. is this all drug-induced? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll leave you to figure that out for the next four seconds because we're going to keep talking about it. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Always in effect. Okay. So <laughs> it, it's about a girl who doesn't feel like she belongs, who wants to escape the small town roots, and is, you know, going to be turning 17 soon. She's in her final year of school, has to make those choices in her life. And all of a sudden, she's faced with a... You have something out of this world choice greater ahead of mm-hmm. you because spoilers, whatever. Now she spoilers. she finds out that she's actually a changeling left from this the fairy. This the fairy. Yeah. Okay. You go, John. Fairy world. Yeah. She's a changeling, aka from like Changeling the Dreaming, the <clears> RPG <throat> series. Or if you're familiar with the Midsummer Night's Dream, like mm-hmm. Titania, like Oberon. Like the Fae, mm-hmm. yeah, and that she's the daughter of the what Titania and and, and, yeah. and Robert, the kind of leaders the, rulers of the Fae. Yeah, the the big. I was trying to think of a reference we've used before for something, but the big king and queen, and it, this is about her life in this small town, 
while they're not being assaulted, but the other side's making their presence known. The younger sister that's been exiled is working to get... Who's totally awesome. Yeah. Every. Yeah. Who's trying to get through to this world to... Well, Aubrey's the one Aubrey, that's... Yeah, Aubrey's the good sister. Well, but you're talking about the, Morgana. The, Morgana, the, <clears throat> the evil. evil sister that was outcast and has been imprisoned in and this, is like, weird... finding the magic to get back into this world. Mm-hmm. And oh. to, to extract her revenge... If not on her actual sister, then on her, her daughter. Her, yeah. Paul, this was a lovely gift. Yeah. I thank you. My problem with it, though, is it's only a four-issue miniseries, and it leaves off right when you're like, all right, like, where's this going to go? Yeah. I want more of this world. And it doesn't exist. I, that, my my what, thing is, what I was... Only... No, this is it. Four issues. But it has four things on there. Yeah, yeah. One for each issue. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was one for like, each trade. On on the front, there's a little like fairy characters. No, there's just one for each the, issue. The, on the actual covers, there was like an insignia like corresponding to the character that was on. Well, it gave you the covers. complete story, Chris. It, <laughs> the complete written story, but there, <laughs> there should be more. That there is, and like when I when I was getting close to the end, I was like, oh man, they're gonna leave this off in a cliffhanger and. I would want to read what happens next. I after I finished this, I went on to Comicsology and I was like, "All right, like I'm just gonna search for Suburban Glamour. Like, let me see Volume Two, and it only came up with Volume One, mm-hmm. and then four issues. And I was like, "But where, where does it go?" And if you didn't have that cap off at the end, if it left it more open to, hey, he can come back at another time and finish the story which it does seem like you can do a sequel to this i think it very mm-hmm. easily could where she knows who she is and what she's capable of the the thing it like, becomes neo at the end i was <laughs> gonna just say it has the matrix ending where yeah. she flies off um but i mean it's a it's a good story and the the teen characters are written they're written pretty well, you know, how you would feel at that time with your friends, if you had close friends when you were a teenager. I don't know what that's really <laughs> like, but... Wow, thanks, John. <laughs> no need we, for more than half uh, my life. We we hung out, like, one time after school. It wasn't until we graduated, and I had a car that we hung out. What households are getting around? <laughs> um, but, no, I think, I mean, they captured the characters well. It's kind of this it's kind of a formula kind of story i was mm-hmm. almost expecting a twist ending where the you think it's like her friend dave or something no i was expecting that the uh titania uh and them who came at the end were actually imposters and it actually they didn't oh. win the war and she was actually like okay uh <clears throat> Morgana's daughter. Oh, okay. And actually, she was actually the good one. Like, I was expecting some kind of twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm not upset by the ending. Yeah. I mean, it, it finished pretty well. I enjoyed the art in it. I thought it was a fun read. It took me maybe... <clears throat> Half hour to forty five minutes it's, to read that. If that, yeah, and I was, I was, yeah, like I was eating dinner while I was reading it. It's a quick read, and 
the thing is, it's it, it the whole crux of the story is to remind people going through these situations that the only thing is, that matters is that you empower yourself to make the choices that you want to make. It's not that. You know, it's not about pulling a, a, a like, haha, tricked you, and we're going to go beyond. I, I feel like, no, th- okay, it kind of makes sense that this story wraps up. And it's making this the choice that like any young person needs to make. Like, what do you, you know, her question in school is, are you going to go to university? Are you going to mm. go somewhere else? Like, what is your plan after this? And that's kind of the same question as. What are you going to do? Are you going to come to the fairy world and be a princess? Or are you going to stay here and be yourself, be how you want to be? Well, she, she has an aptitude for local government, <laughs> which is kind of like being a and watching, princess. And watching and, all of Park and Rec in a week, I was like, oh, she <laughs> has an government. aptitude for local government, which is kind of like being the ruler of fairy world, the fairy world, so I guess. But it. Again, much like Young Avengers or Phonogram, this is all very music-based. And now I'm attributing most of that to Jamie McKelvey because in this story that he wrote and he drew, she wants to like, get into music. To music. Either and, be a producer or sound or something, but she also wants to have a band. And she, like, she also plays bass. In the background, like, you see band posters, like, in one page, I think she's wearing a gallows t-shirt. Like, her friend Dave's wearing band shirts. Yeah. And, as, like, an aging punk rock kid, I, I take note of that kind of stuff when I'm flipping through the books. I'm like, Oh, that character's wearing this band shirt. Oh, like they have this band poster hanging on the wall. And that's kind of one of those things that always grabs me. And I love Jamie McKelvey's artwork. It's so crisp. It's very clean. It's so expressive. And it's, it it is, it's a really nice style. And it's, it is, it's fresh. The colors like just really work with it. Yeah. And that was my big thing about Young Avengers too is everything just pops up so much off of that page. And this was done in 2001. Really? Yeah. This is an older book. We're in 2014 well, now. This, this is, We're this is up when... Young Avengers, which <clears throat> came out in 2013. This is when we all got back into comic books. Exactly. And I remember seeing stuff about this book at that time, but... I, th- th- this is blowing like, my mind that this is really? out for 2001. Yeah, because everything about yeah, this like, screams like in... Yeah. Like a later date, like like a 2013, 2012 book. This is Volume 1, Second Printing, published by Image Comics, Inc., Office of Publication, 2001. Wow. Because I was even going to say, like, there's moments where she just has, like, eyeliner around her eyes, and that pops. Like, it's blue eyeliner around her mm-hmm. eyes. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a really... The streak of yeah, color. Yeah, it, re- it really this pops on that character. Making fun of goth. Kids. No, I wouldn't say making fun of goth. No, but oh. she. Like, no, no, no. But they say even the characters themselves say, "Ooh, goth." You know, when they're checking out Aubrey's store. Um, it but seems. Then they, but then they fall in love with like, "Oh my god, this so, this place is awesome." Yeah, they like the store, but they realize there's some gothy parts to it. But yeah, it's it seems like uh, man, we haven't gone anywhere with teen culture in the past twelve or years. That, that's the thing about teen culture. Kids. The hints of blue, like around her eyes, like it, it just pops. It always thinks it's rebelling, but it's always just <laughs> it's, yeah. it's secular. It's 
Secular, meaning circular. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, teen culture is rather secular. Well, uh, after I'm, all these barley wines and now drinking a bourbon barrel aged stout, yeah, I, and after and getting all my giggles out uh, beforehand. Let's well, let's, let's talk about the beer, be- and then I want to get back into yeah. suburban glamour a little bit more. Uh, this is a beer uh, we can thank my mother for. Uh, this is a bourbon barrel stout. This is a malt beverage. Uh, what kind of uh, oatmeal stout? It's an oatmeal stout aged in wild turkey bourbon barrels. Uh, I told my mother because my mom she lives in Massachusetts. She gets kind of a lot of beers that we don't get out here. And I said, you see anything that says bourbon aged, whiskey aged, mm-hmm. buy those for me. And uh, this is one she brought, and this is probably one of the lowest alcohol per volume bourbon barrel ages yeah. stout anything we've ever had. This is 6.9, which seems incredibly weak, but it's not. It's got like, a full flavor. It's really nice. John and I talked about this a little bit during one of our many breaks this episode, and this is very drinkable. Like This is all oatmeal stout that they just happen to put in the bourbon barrels. And you got you get like hints of it. It's yeah. not overpowering. It's not overpowering. You get a nice. It's a nice smooth. My glass already. It's a Fuck. nice smooth stout that mm-hmm. has this kind of like gingerbready kind of taste on the the back end. It's not that vanilla that we normally get, mm-hmm. but it's a really nice kind of brown sugary kind of taste right Caramely, at the end. Yeah, brown sugary. Yeah, it's not. I do still get a little bit of vanilla. Um, just like lingering on the mm. mouth, no, yeah. um, and that's what lingers. I, when you say oatmeal stout, I always assume a big mouthfeel, like I'm going to be chewing on some oatmeal. It this has and a, this like, is a very, but on the water. back end, like after you've taken your sip, like you get that oatmeal mouthfeel, like it's, yeah, you you get that flavor. Like I attribute that it. more to the the bourbon, yeah, on the end I, of it. I that, get it that, more that, like that kind of like starch, though. It's the it's the fla- it's the flavors though that are big at the end. Mm-hmm. The beer's not big, but the flavors are. Yeah, uh, it's enjoyable. It's yeah. very good. It's easy to drink. Very is, easy. You could get I a one. It's six point nine percent though. Like it's yeah. not a big boy. It, yeah, it's, at all. It's not like the fourteen that we had <laughs> last week. But with a bourbon barrel aged beer, I kind of want to be sipping on it. Yeah, no, and I, not I, just drinking straight through. I, I the do, old boardhead barley wine from Full Sail. This was a nine percent. Mm-hmm. Back this in two thousand eleven, this is three percent less than that. But it seems a lot. Just <laughs> I'm not getting that mouth assault off. Yeah, the Anderson Valley wine. No, and and you're I I think because it's that three to. Four, sometimes five percent less than what we're used to with those bourbon aged. That you you get that it's mm-hmm. it's more mellower, but it's so drinkable. I mean, you could drink a whole bottle of this, yeah, and still have another beer afterwards. Yeah. You can get through it rather quickly, much like you could get through reading Suburban Glamour really quickly. <laughs> and two but, great tastes that taste great together. But with Suburban Glamour, I think it can stay on the shelf. A lot longer than this beer could. Because, you know, like, I don't think the culture, the, the, the uh, teen culture really is going to change all that much. No, I, I don't think it, it hasn't. It, it hasn't. It, it hasn't. Past 10 years, apparently. No. And, um, 
It, it, it definitely. I, I mean, I really was super shocked that that's from 2001. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now that Young Avengers is over, hopefully maybe we can get a volume two of this. It's everything I love about Young Avengers without the super heroics. Mm-hmm. Until the end. Until but the even end. the fight at the end isn't a fight. It's like... Wait, she's, she uses her newfound abilities like in the... What? Why, wait, wait, call, wait, what, newfound, she... what newfound abilities does she really use at the end? Um, yeah, she defeats... The illusions? Okay, at, to battle the one, like, hunter guy Sneak, that's after snake her. Guy. The sneaky What I do love guy. is, like, when she's... It's like con- one of the mutants what, from He-Man, almost. Right? Yeah. When she's calling, like, out her family to, yeah. like, stop that's fighting and everything, like, in the background is this, like, a sept... Like, a... A trident and, like, something else just sitting in the yard. I can't find it now. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I watched you Here it is. Pages. It's like a knife, scepter, a guy's hand. And she's like, don't fight. I'm done with this. Yeah, all the backgrounds are very... Like, the art does pop, It's but the backgrounds are always very s- simple. And that's very much the style, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, very light it, tr- line. Very, and that's what makes, that what makes mm-hmm. the front, you know, that the foreground really pop is the kind of muted... Everything's kind of muted, but it just, it all really works. Oh, this guy's such a douche. He's a douche. You know he's a douche right from the beginning, too, <laughs> but you, I don't want to say you're holding out hope for him. But he, this isn't, he seems like the douche that's not really a douche, but he's a douche. What like, is it, like pretty in pink? Like that, like, you think <laughs> yeah. he's going to be the good guy that actually really likes her. Oh, uh, Jack. What was the guy from pretty in pink? Andrew McCarthy played him. I don't remember. It's not Jack Ryan. James Spader. No, Jack the, Ryan. The jerk guy. But, uh, yeah, you kind of hope he's on the up and up and that, or that, you know, in the comic book kind of twisty he's, that yeah, he'd be involved in with the other life. But nope. Uh, and nobody's really other than Audra. Or, not Audra, uh, Aubrey. Aubrey, okay. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I, random fact about me, I love the name Audra, and I never knew that name until I started working at the restaurant that I worked at. And the one waitress, her name was Audrey, and I was like, oh, that's a really cool name. It's so much better than Audrey. It just ends. It does. <laughs> Audra. Audrey. It's not as dry. It's not as dry. I uh, I want a volume two to this book. I want even just like a fifth or sixth issue. But where would you want it to go? Like, now if she can stay in the small town and have all these super cool powers, and then what? Like, but now she's in a aware band? that there is this other world, and how does that other world bleed through unto mm. this one? Like, like I want to see that. Like, I want to see her. Uh, I don't want to say being that front line of defense because I don't want this to be that book. But I, is she going to be Dazzler? Like, is that what she gonna... I don't know, I, like, I wanna see just her and her friends being kids, and then it's like, no, here's this fairy villain, here's this threat that's just kind of in the background. Or, we're, we're dealing with this. Even kind of like the, uh, like a Wizard of Oz kind of a thing where she, her and Dave, and the other friend who has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm actually go to that world because her parents have been defeated and she needs to kind of go on this trip to figure out what's happened kind of a thing. Like I want more 
from these characters. Like, there's Dave and that girl, Olivia, that he's nuts about, but he throws up on her on the party. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, where do we go from there? Like, this isn't something, like, if I was reading this book, like, monthly, if, like, this wasn't ongoing, I wouldn't be sitting here being like, what happened with that girl? If they put out another, oh, I'm going to do another four issues, yeah, yeah, I would check it out. And You want that closure to it. I, I felt, as I was leading towards the end, and I was like, I only have a few more pages here. Yeah. All right, I'll have to see if we're going to get the next volume. I really thought it was four volumes. Like, looking at the cover <laughs> with the four fairies on it, and one's in pink, and the other three... Yeah, like, the I'm fourth like, one is in pink. <laughs> I'm like... The last one. Oh, see, I was thinking that was the first one, you know, and... What? Are you... Pulse <laughs> color blind? I thought the last one was the first one. The date's back to this thing from this... X Factor. <laughs> Reading in Hebrew, you read right to left. I don't know, but after <laughs> what does that have to do with this? So, okay. I love Young Avengers. Paul, you continued to buy it and read it for a while. John, mm-hmm. I think you read the first couple. Of I read what you gave me to read. Does this spark you to want to pick up anything else from Jamie McKelvey? Maybe phonogram down the line whenever I find the trades for it or just buy it ah, digitally or do I want the trades? I probably want the trades regardless. What? Not not to get into another discussion of digital, but you can buy it, read it, and then just re-download it anytime you want to read it again. I think it's something I would like to have on my shelf with my Wide Last Man, Sandman. Your Suburban Glamour. Suburban Glamour. Uh, this definitely, as much as I've talked about it before, and I really, really like Jamie McKelvey's art on Young Avengers. Like, Young Avengers, it was half the art, half the story. Like, yeah. it really was a, a blend of those two. But this book really says, you know what, I'm more than likely to check out anything that I see his name attached to. Especially because it's from 2000. <laughs> yeah, it's 2001. Like, it, it fit... This is a book that you could... I mean, you it, time travel back to 1986. You give this book, and they might not know what goth means, but they would no, say... No, I think 1986, there was still yeah, a goth. I, I think <laughs> at that time, you were like, oh, like the guy from The Smiths. Or not, <laughs> no, not The Smiths, The Cure. The Cure Morrissey's yeah. not goth. But you Sorry, would have Morrissey. make sure your emails at contact a bang broadcast. But this is this is a timeless book because it captures that kind TV of changed. teen. Yeah, it it captures that. It's something you could watch. They even call it out, like when she's like, "Well, I don't know what I want to do." I th- and then one of her friends says, "Yeah, I think that's called being a teenager," because it is. It is. It's that like wanting to change the world, but not knowing how and not liking how how the world is presented to you and what choices you're left with. Or how the world really works. Yeah. And so, Paul... And then finding that magical pick. escape and then being like... But you want... And then being like, no, that's not an escape at all. It's yeah. not the fairy princess ending that we all thought it would be. Um, yeah, you're not going to tell me what to wear. You're not going to tell yeah, me to take my, lip, shit. my just, lip ring out. You're not going to tell me anything. Yeah, World, quote-unquote. It's just... Same bullshit, yes. different place. Here's your who's here's your person who's going to teach you how to act in our world, and, and that this. metal in your face needs to come on out. <laughs> Fuck you! But Chris, you said good, good call, Paul. Hey, yeah, it was good. Cause, cause I, it's a book that I did not want to end, and when it did, I was like, but there needs to be more. Yeah, it it, it the way it ended, I was kind of like, well, they really just kind of tied this up, like. 
there's no second volume? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is with Phonogram. Phonogram? Yeah. Next time, Paul, actually buy him Phonogram. Or I might just get it on Instagram, Comixology. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think there's something that's worth being on your shelf, though. I yeah. think so. You know, if, and this is one of those issues, one of those trades where we'll come back to and be like, if you want to get somebody into comic books that isn't into comic books, I think this is one of the ones that you could pull off your shelf and be like, I, I think hey, this is a lot more accessible than something like Young Avengers. Read this. If, exactly. It's, it's along that same vein. Mm-hmm. If I saw, if this went up on like Comixology on a sale and it was like $3.99, Oh hell yeah! I would buy it just because I it's a ri- nine ninety nine originally, yeah. which still is kind of like oh it's, it's a little bit more I, now on. <laughs> I took this book to work with me and I read it on my lunch break and I left it in my locker and then when it became time for us to record, I was like, oh, I have to go to work to grab the trade and pass it off so everyone else can read it. I was just like, or I could just buy it off of Comicsology because it was pretty cheap. Like it's not expensive. Yeah, I can I can imagine it not being that title price or the. It might be like close to that. Yeah, like six ninety nine or seven ninety. Yeah. But if I saw this at three ninety nine, I probably would just buy it just to have it. Yeah, it's, I don't know if you're looking at the price. Well, I was trying to find it, and I can't find it on Amazon anymore because I bought it like <laughs> I bought the last one. Pretty much, like you can buy the single issues. And the single issues are all like basically eight to nine to ten bucks right wow. now. Uh, issue four is twenty dollars used Jeez. on Amazon right now. Hmm. I'm it's, always amazed by that. Comic issue one is eight ninety nine, yeah. and that's actually <coughs> offered through Amazon. You know the whole Prime guarantee, but issue four. Well, you don't have to pay for shipping. <laughs> yeah, issue four twenty dollars used. Uh, $20 so, or $5.49. Well, final thoughts, Suburban Glamour. I think it's a thumbs up from everyone here. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's, it's, it's a it's great slow start. But slow start, it's, but it's very much just setting up. No, these are people. Yeah, and you're not sure and, where it's going to go. When it's leading, it to, go, when it's it's leading to that end first issue, you're, you do, you're like, all right, she had this dream in the beginning that, you know, who knows what that means. Who knows what you, this book is going to be? And that mm-hmm. end of that first issue is like, okay, there's some kind of twist coming up. See, I was like, I was half expecting there to be a twist, and I wouldn't have been surprised if there was none. You know, mm-hmm. it was like one of those yeah. things where I'm like, all right, suburban glamour. It might just be, the, you know, living in suburbia. Or, like, what was that? We did a, a look back issue. Was it the Brian Wood where it was like the four girls like living together yeah, the uh new york five yeah yeah like it could it could have been it could have been something just like that and yeah. that's what at first when i was reading this is like okay it's just gonna be these mm-hmm. kids in the small town you know mm-hmm. blah 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 i like new york five you know for also i think yeah. it was a four or five issue miniseries yeah, that one grabbed me too much i it I not read, as much as star wars or x-men no or even something like like local or yeah. demo. Mm-hmm. I, I local something. I read. That like, I kind of wish I was. Getting, got it I, I bought the first three issues of that one. I think, mm-hmm. and I bought maybe the first four of DMZ, and I just didn't keep up on it. I got the first trade of DMZ somewhere. 
it was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. You, do, okay. you do have a horrible stack of shame, Paul. I know I do. Um, I just read the fourth volume. Speaking of stack, uh, stack of shames, I read the fourth volume of American Vampire that I bought like months ago. Oh, that I had it out on my desk. It's so good. It is so good. Food. Yeah. Uh, did you finish Severed? Yeah, that, I put it. I, I yeah, read that I, one too. Yeah. I, but it, it was weird because I read two Scott Snyder like vampire books back to back, and Severed was good. But then I read American Vampire, and I was like. Oh, this book, man. They're two different stories. They're two mm-hmm. different stories. They're, yeah. I and gave one Paul of them better than the other. Yeah. It might be American Vampire. <laughs> I would say. Uh, but American Vampire is later in his writing career where Severed True. is beginning. And I think it, for what it's supposed to capture, it captures it well. It does. It does it very well. Yeah. I, I still liked it. Yeah. And, I mean, American Vampire is a completely different story. It's so great. I did. I gave trade we read for another trade and policy. I gave Paul. I gave Paul severed. So maybe that we we could look at January trade and or February. February. Yeah. So if you're a fan of trades, young superheroes, or just punk rock artwork, check out Suburban Clamor, and make sure you check out our next episode. Yeah. It will be our 200th. This was our penultimate episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is 200 the end? It might be. Oh, man. Who knows? This, I don't I know. know. This episode I, was all I was getting place. worried when you guys weren't buying comic books, and I was the only one that was. I bought comic book. <laughs> comic book? Recently. I wanted to. I just I couldn't. Paul had to worry about buying... <laughs> Carpenter pants. <laughs> carpenter jeans. <laughs> he took all the time he usually devoted towards comic books to searching for carpenter pants. I had pants. a pair of, like, corduroy car- It's just <laughs> carpenter pants. Well, remember why I would go to the comic book shop every week? Because I worked right down the street. Yeah. It was like, well, I'll just go there during my lunch, during my half-hour lunch, get there get ba- and get back to work. No problem. No questions asked. Now... I no longer work right down the street from my comic book shop, and it was kind of like, okay, I have to actually make the time to go and spend the money, you know. I, I and then I'm like thinking about the money I'm spending, and then that's, I'm like, you know, I we've talked about. This. I feel yeah. like yeah. I don't feel bad that like Wednesdays I wake up and I've already gotten an email from Comicsology saying like new comic books are out, and I purchase all my comic books right when I wake up, yeah, first thing in the morning. And then it's like, oh, I can I'll go I'll mm-hmm. take my shower. I'll sit at breakfast and I can start reading my comic book right when it's come out. Like yeah. that book that I really want to yeah. read, like Saga, number 17. Like, boom, yeah. there I am. I'm, I'm, I'm reading excited. it while I'm this eating my – I basically did the same thing. I woke up and like, all right, I'm going to download uh, Batman Black and White number I number I five. feel guilty that I don't buy comic books anymore, but I like the – not having the guilt of saying, like, oh, I'm not going to buy this book, I'm not going to buy this book, yeah. I'm not going to buy this book. Or going in and suddenly being like, no, no, I'm only buying one book. I'm now, down. now that I'm not buying, like, every week, and, like, I'm not going to the shop, like, I've dropped Red Lanterns and mm-hmm. Green Lantern Court. Oh, man, but didn't you see the image of, like, Supergirl? Is it- yeah, but... Does it matter? No, in, I don't But in two exactly. months, Green Lantern and Red Lanterns is going to be one issue, double sized for two ninety nine. So I can just get the story then. <laughs> Thanks, um, Cece. Yeah, it. I. I yeah, 
I like I I bought I think the only book I bought last week or I bought two books and I was like, well, I kind of want more to read. So I went through and I was like, all right, I'm going to spend the money and buy these back issues that I mm-hmm. wanted to get anyways. I'll do that because it's as easy as downloading this podcast now. Yeah. Which you, Which you should rate and review over on uh, iTunes. iTunes. Paul loves those rating and reviews. We have you know what? one in that's, almost a well, year. We, that's why, because nobody likes you, Paul. <laughs> we kind of had one today. Not really. From a listener who couldn't do it. Yeah. Online, <laughs> and called in, my voicemail. voice line. <laughs> that's she called the help line. Giving out. No, but we could get a Google Voice number uh, and then give that's that out. something else to do that we can keep up on. Or, or when, when she's out here for fancy dinner party, just like, yeah. oh, we know Paul's log on for his computer now. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Here, do this. Very good typing sounds. That's Thank you. Sound. And you can follow us by typing into your computers at Bagnan Board. And that'll, if you're on the Twitter if you're on the Twitter, I always post the pictures of the beers we're drinking or the comic books we're reading over on my Instagram. It's We're just under hashtag Bagnaboard. And also on Facebook is where you can yeah, find that's, the same exact pictures. We cu- we keep up on things. Mm-hmm. And uh, find us on Facebook, like us. We're always excited to see when somebody has liked and is following us and we talk amongst ourselves and go, did you see we got another one? Hey, we, got we don't. We don't usually just three dudes that sit around and read comic books and drink beer and then talk about everything. Somebody favorited our last We're Knee Deep in Recording, episode 199. Somebody favorited it. At Paul LR favorited it. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, we get excited. We don't bother you. We don't, you know, we're not going to be, like, Facebook stalking you, but we get really proud, and then we're like, like, I remember one time, like, Chris comes out of his room. I'm sitting in the in our living room, and he's like, "Hey, do you see we got another like?" I'm like, "Yes." He goes, "It's pretty awesome." And then like he goes, <laughs> and, then, and then like he goes into the bathroom, and I'm like, "It is pretty awesome." <laughs> well, you and then I'm like, you "Man, that guy pees so hard." You're like, thank you, like, thank you. <laughs> I do pee hard. Because <coughs> uh, I I store it all in because I'm usually playing Diablo, and you have the bladder the size <laughs> of like a small, a small water. water balloon. You don't know this. I've gone like three times in this recording. <laughs> we do know this. You do know. They, the listeners didn't know, but now they do. Yeah, they they know. 